This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. For Michigan State, it's four and a half. I see the over for that one as well. Um, here's the funny thing about it. First of all, I think Vegas kind of set it at four and a half because I don't really think Vegas cares. Vegas doesn't do much research when it comes to Michigan State. You can be like, oh, it's Vegas. Vegas knows who their moneymakers are. I tell you, the best conversation I ever had was with one of the guys, like the pit boss of the uh, sports book. And it was early morning, and I was just talking. I'm like, why do you guys always, this is like maybe 15 years ago, why do you guys always disrespect Michigan State? And he was like, son, we care about money. Michigan State fans don't come out here and bet. So, honestly, he said, I put my kids through, I put my three kids through college thanks to Notre Dame, Michigan, and USC. Their fans come out here all the time. So you entice that fan base. Honestly, I think for Michigan State, it was like, guys, how many games? Wait, the quarterback left and the wide receiver left. So four and a half, everybody, we good with that four and a half? Okay, put it at four and a half. Let's see if anybody bites. If they do, we'll move it. I look at it. I see six games. I got six games that I think they should win. I got three games that I have in the toss-up category. And then I got three games that probably you're not going to win. I don't know if you noticed this, Rico, but a lot of Michigan State fans seem to be afraid of their own shadow. So I bet half of the Michigan State fans that are listening are hemming and hawing on the four and a half games. Oh, they're hemming and hawing. This you know thing's I mean? horrible. And so Vegas is right. You're not going to get a big, strong You're not. contingency to come in and be like, this isn't over no matter what. Dude, Michigan State fans only support their team when it's over and they're in the Rose Bowl or some right. game. <laughs> know that from the phone calls that we no, get I, I michigan could be oh and 11 going into ohio state and they still will say we got a chance if state is undefeated they treat it like a no hitter can't say anything oh yeah can't do anything no 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 because what if we lose I, I don't even want to get into that I'm going to go back to what the topic we're talking about because I'm not going to bash on the whole fan base. No, but that was just my point that that's why Vegas does that because they're not coming in heavy hitters, like super confident or overconfident. Mattress Mattress Mac ain't putting a million five on states over or under in that game. Now, I would put – I'm not a betting man a lot. Like, I don't bet a good amount of money when I do place bets, but I would place one of my heavier bets on them going over four and a half. Right. And that's just me knowing that a Big Ten football team should win five games a year. For Michigan State, this parallels two, two years ago. Like They can't be worse than last year, can they, Rico? Well, you know, it was a caller yesterday who really kind of put in perspective. I forgot his name. I wish I knew it because I want to give him all the credit in the world. But he was like, think about this. The defense, I think, had, what, 29 injuries on it. Mm-hmm. Then you had the nine or eight guys suspended from the uh, from the tunnel incident at Michigan. You were one of the worst pass defenses in college football. 
And this team was still Elijah Collins cutting to the right instead of the left of making a ball game. Sure. Okay? As bad as the season was, if Collins runs to the right that's in the middle of the field, they beat Indiana, this team is playing in a bowl game either in downtown Detroit or downtown Phoenix. And you probably feel different about the team coming into this year. As I don't think you're going to run. That, to me, was a doomsday scenario. I've never seen 29 people lost at some point for the year on a defense. That, wow. And I think... The writing was on the wall, too, because the very first game when uh, Darius Snow went down, you should have... Snow went down and Henderson went down. Yeah, right Yeah, right that in there, first game. And what I'm looking at now is I think a lot of the depth you may have because of all the injuries and all the playing, I think the front seven is going to probably be the strength of the team as of right now. But it just kind of reminds me a lot of two years ago. I'm not saying they're going to have the same results. Rocky Lombardi leaves. You got an unknown at quarterback. Remember, everybody thought Jake Russo was going to be the guy. And it wasn't. I remember somebody betting you on air that right. it was happening. <laughs> I was like, it's not going to be that guy. It was, it was, it was Gator. <laughs> like Gator. I, I no, it's, it's Russo. My guys told me it's Russo. <laughs> All right, your guys trump my guys, Gator. It's Thorne. But um, but you, you had a, a running back who came in that nobody knew about. Kind of was an also ran. There was just a ton of transfers who came in. And in the end... It all kind of clicked, and they won. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but they were also four and a half. Their win total was four and a half. And they hit it within five. First play of the game, I think you kind of knew everything was going to go differently. 75 yards, touchdown, Kenneth Walker. This kid may be something. I'm not saying Nate Carter is going to be that guy to transfer from UConn, but he's got Kenneth Walker-like tendencies where he just plants the foot, goes north and south, very strong runner. Um... So, yeah, just somebody you want to keep an eye on. I think, as I said, for Michigan, it's November 11th. That's their key game. For Michigan State, it's September 16th. Home game against Washington. Good chance that's going to be a night game. Uh, 10-year reunion of the Rose Bowl. That's how long it's been. But the Rose Bowl 10-year reunion, probably going to be that night night game. Uh, I got to double-check this, but I think if it is, that's – a feather in state's cap because I think they've only lost two night games at Spartan Stadium in a long time. I can only remember Iowa on that last second play. And, and that wasn't even technically a night game. That was a 330 that went into the night, I believe. No, no, no. That was a night game because I remember it was, it was like five late. seconds left. Yeah. No, you're right because then there was an overturned tanker and I didn't get home till like four yeah. in the morning. That's right. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah, I didn't get home for some no, you're reason. right about really that. Really late. And Ohio State, when JT Baird, it was his coming out party. I think it was 20. Yeah, no, they won against Oregon. They win all those Friday night games. Yeah. The Boise Nebraska State. was a nighttime game that they won. Yeah. Wisconsin, so, that was a nighttime game that they won. So yeah, when they go tonight, for some reason, they get the energy from the crowd and they've done some they've done some things. Was, I mean, Washington coming in, it's Michael Penix Jr. But kind of like two years ago, third game was Miami. It was in Miami, and it was De'Eric King, Heisman Trophy candidate. De'Eric King was going to just light Michigan State up. Michigan State not only knocked him out of the game, De'Eric King never played again. It's wild. He never played again. Uh, had a strip fumble, six. I mean, he threw, a, I mean, he threw a, what, four turnovers in that game. It, it was not his best game. Plus, he got knocked out. He came back. He got knocked out again. 
I say all that to say Washington's going to tell me what's going on. They have they start off with Central and Richmond. Those should be two games that they win. Now, according to that four and a half, you only got to win three more games. You got Washington. You got Maryland. Maryland's going to be homecoming. I got Maryland's a toss-up game. It's always going to be a toss-up game. At Iowa. I have that as a toss-up game because Iowa's always got good defense, and now they're adding more and more pieces to that offense. Oh, you mean Michigan West? Yeah. You got Ruck, <laughs> and then they also just got Ohio State receiver transfer yeah. there, too. You got at Rutgers. I think that's one of your wins. You got Michigan at home. Now, before everybody's like, that should be a, that should be one of the games they can't lose, even bad Michigan State teams play Michigan well. You may not like to hear this, Wolverine fans, but it's true. Look at last year. A depleted team took that game into the fourth quarter. Okay? It could have gone either way, and Michigan made the big play, and then it was over after that. Absolutely. But that game, no. I I look at just some of the teams that are like the 2016 Michigan State team that went 3-9, and and that game, they had a shot at the end if they get the onside kick. You know, that's when Peppers took it. Took the two-point the two conversion. Point conversion. So, you know, it's kind of like when Oakland plays Michigan State in basketball. Like it or not, Oakland's going to play Michigan State a lot tougher. They and, just won't win. That's all. Right. I'm poor just saying coaching. it's going to be a tough game. It's poor coaching. Nico. At Minnesota, I think that's a game that they can win. Nebraska at home, I think that's a game. Ohio State, no. Mel Tucker has no way to defend Ohio State. As bad as – Michigan beats Ohio State. Ohio State just embarrasses. It's a controlled Michigan scrimmage State. for the it's Buckeyes. Not even, you'll be better off <laughs> just picking five Ohio State players and bringing them over to the MSU side just to make it competitive. At Indiana, I think you can beat Indiana. And then uh, at Penn, I mean, Penn State at home, kind of like Michigan, I've seen bad Michigan State teams upset Penn State. So, that's where James Franklin kind of gets in his own way. Like, even two years ago, Penn State should have won the game oh, against yeah. Kenneth Walker and the Spartans. Uh, James Franklin decided, I'm not going to throw to my uh, top wide receiver getting ready to go to the NFL. No, I'm just going to run the ball. And, no, oh, I lost. Yeah, you lost, James. And then he complains and because it was something wrong. So that's your over-under totals for the local teams. I think both teams are going to go over. I think Michigan – if there's one game they're going to lose, it'll be Penn State. Uh, for MSU, I think they can over under four and a half. I think they can easily hit six. You're looking at the gray area between six and nine games. If they catch some breaks, if things start to work and fall the right way, you could end up with like a nine and three type of record. So that's how I see it. What you got? 